Good morning. It's Shannon with Everything's Hunky Dory podcast. Um, today we have Kai. Uh, we're going to have a little kiki with Kai. Kai is a Bravo addict, a badass, a total bestie of mine, and she's going to be on dishing all things Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, obviously Beverly Hills from last night and kind of all the craziness that's been going on in reality TV news this week. Kai, say hi. Hey guys, what's up? Um, so Kai, let's, let's start out. Let's talk about, let's just cut right into it. Potomac this weekend. Oh yes. So we saw Giselle and Robin, starting their podcast, which is really cute. I think it's super cute of them. I love their friendship. Even, <laughs> even though Giselle annoys, she, she triggers me a little bit, but I do enjoy their dynamic together as friends. I love Robin. Um, so I, I, I liked seeing them sit down in the West wing of Giselle's home. Yes, I prefer Robin to Giselle, but yes, I agree with you. <laughs> and I mean, were we surprised that the door was having a bit of trouble? No. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but that like. That seems to be the case, though, with Giselle. Everything looks pretty. It looks, looks pretty, but there's a few broken pretty. pieces. <laughs> Except for that house doesn't look completely pretty. The garage looks great, but that West Wing is looking a little janky and everyone knows it. It's kind of like how when Giselle puts together an outfit, sometimes the outfit, you're like, damn, that outfit is good. But then the Mm -hmm. week is bad or the week is like, damn, you look good today. But the outfit is like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, struggle. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's never a 100%, but she always tries and we got to give her credit for trying. We love her for trying, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. when she was trying to go over her knowledge of infidelity statistics, uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little, um, I was confused because I think everyone was a little confused by that. I mean, perhaps she's gone to some therapy and actually learned more about warning signs, et cetera, or I don't know. I just thought that it was kind of weird that, again, she was dishing out relationship advice when she is very low on the list of people that I would ever accept any form of relationship advice from, period. But again, yes. we love Giselle for being messy. So, you know, she's she understands yeah. her assignment. She understands her position. She executes. She does it. Um, Sometimes she goes a little bit out of bounds from where she should probably stay. But still. Yeah, <laughs> that's what her kids are there for, to bring her back into check. Because true, her kids. True, true. I, I think you and I have said this before, you know, in private conversation that the Real Housewives of Potomac kids are hands down the funniest kids on any of the franchises. I mean, yes. the way that Robin's son, Carter, was like, dang, your life's not together when she was explaining <laughs> what a life coach was. <laughs> like, 
because her because Carter is so close in age to my son who shares the same name mm-hmm. and they share a similar attitude I could have definitely seen and you know my son like I could have definitely mm-hmm. seen him saying something like dang your life's not together but just the way that he delivered <laughs> it but I think it was important that Robin was being open with her kids and letting it be known that, you know, it's okay to struggle sometimes or ask for help if you need it because yeah, and she's human. well, and men in general, and I know, you know, I, I'm not a person of color, but you are a person of color and you speak out all the time about how, you know, women of color, men of color need to be better about asking for help and seeking professional guidance when they're having yes you know yes whatever yes it seems to still be and I don't know why a stigma like towards um mental health in the black community sometimes and so um it's it would be really a lot better I'm glad that they showed that that she's not afraid to talk about that part And I think that there should be more of that. A lot more people are speaking out now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Wale is a big advocate for mental health. Uh, Lil Wayne was talking about it on his interview recently. Oh, was he? I didn't see that. mm -hmm. But um, it would be great if it was more, if people in the Black community would take advantage of it more. Yeah. Or like, you know, people who have a platform were more vocal about like, Hey, make it more accepted. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's not a thing to go to a therapy appointment. If anything, it's a good thing. So yes, I, was, I love therapy, you know, girl, you and I live for a therapy session. I'm like, sorry, BRB can't <laughs> talk right now. Therapy time. Bye. Like yep. love therapy. I mean, some days I don't, you know, sometimes we're not into it because it's like, oh, but it's, it's those days that I feel like we should probably go the most. Um, oh I yeah, just, I feel the bad, the best afterwards. Correct. It's like when you go to the gym sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, I don't want to work out today." Yes. You leave, and you're like, "Crush that shit," you know. So yes. I, I love that feeling. I loved seeing the interaction between you know Robin and Carter. Uh, Carter's shade was hilarious, but <laughs> shade. The rest of the episode was pretty shady. I mean, first we have Ashley and her husband um, Uh. on on their way to the appointment for Dylan, little baby Dylan, who's having some trouble nursing evidently. And it was some like weird, holistic, like, I don't even know what that doctor was. I was like trying to read the sign, couldn't really read it. It seemed like some baby masseuse. Yes. That's what it seemed like. Lady. Yes. And I was slightly confused because you know my background. I worked in an ENT office, right? Right. And so she started off saying that she thought he was tongue-tied, but she wanted to do holistic things first. If a kid is tongue-tied, the only solution that there's going to be is to get the little tie snipped, honestly. Yeah. So, so I didn't understand what that whole thing was about. I, I didn't, I did not, I did not either. And I don't know anything about (laughs) a tongue tie, you know, I, 
-hmm. as a mom, I only nursed six weeks. It was just not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. no judgment to anybody who does it, obviously, but it just wasn't working for me. And so I guess maybe she's just trying to try everything before going the surgical route since it is scary. It's not even surgical. Like you can, the doctors, depending on how bad the tongue tie is, they do it in the office. They know. Uh, So it's just like general. don't even know. Like they don't even numb, I don't think, because it's so quick. They just snip the little tie underneath the tongue. It's basically keeping your tongue from moving. Like, you know, like yeah, the baby wouldn't like be able spring. to talk if it was tongue tie. Yes. So all they do, I've seen it. I was in the room when it happened. Oh, you just snip it. And the baby cries, but I mean, it's like like, it's like if the baby was getting a circumcision. Yeah. Yeah. They don't put them to sleep. I can remember nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's quick. And your mouth always heals really fast anyway. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was just, I don't know, the scene with Michael and Ashley driving and him just really like honing in on, well, you look, you look great right now. It was just kind of a, I felt like it was a, oh. like a backhanded compliment. Like, well, you look great for just having a baby instead of just you look great because she does look great yeah looks great yeah she does I've never seen she's one of like the cutest pregnant women Mm -hmm. I've seen in a long time there are I like I prayed that I was going to be one of those cute pregnant women it did not turn out that way for me either time (laughs) Ashley Darby (laughs) I thought you were cute thank you but Moving on. <laughs> Ashley from the back looked like a just looked like herself. And then she turned around and she had that adorable, just very cute yeah. bum. She didn't have a yeah. swollen face or swollen hands. And not to shame anybody pregnant. I was the swollest when I was pregnant. I gained yeah. 74 pounds, swole patrol realness. Okay. So no shame to anybody who puts on pregnancy weight, but I just thought it was kind of ironic that Michael Darby was criticizing somebody else's looks agreed especially your wife who is so young and so beautiful like so much younger than him and so beautiful and had pushed out his second big-headed child well they're probably not big-headed but I'm just saying she she handled that and carried his second child for him and he could have you know, not said what he said. Right. He could have just kept a lid on it and or just left it at on national TV. Thank you. (laughs) Of all places, national TV. But he could have just left it at you look great. Yes. Yes. Great. It doesn't you look great for just having a baby. No. Right. He just looks great. And you need to just tell her that because you know, we don't know what Ashley's dealing with in her head mentally after, you know, after you have a baby, your brain is like totally all over the place chemically. And you, yeah. And especially we all know that she had postpartum last year, right? Right. So she was very vocal about that too, which I liked because I don't feel like as many people who experience it, talk about it, you know? Right still kind of like a stigma like oh my god why aren't you so happy you just had a baby it's like I don't know bitch I'm depressed like 
It's because it falls under that realm of mental illness that people don't, some people don't understand. So, you know what I mean? Or like, it's not widely understood. Yeah. Which is sad because it's 2021 and we're in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. If there's ever been a time to get your mental shit together, it's right now, or at least like explore mental health a little bit, like look into it. Yeah. I mean, above and beyond inspirational quotes on Instagram, like if you feel (laughs) For a couple weeks and you're in bed like Robin <laughs> Dixon, maybe holler at a life coach, maybe holler uh-huh. at a therapist, go to your pastor, like whatever your talk about it though, you know, and don't like make it so, you know, like taboo. It's not a taboo thing. It's yeah. Like take care of your brain right. or you're going to, you're going to fail. Yeah. But that leads me to I guess the whole, like, there's been a lot of body positivity and negativity going on, or like just body shaming in general going on mm-hmm. with the Potomac ladies, you know, everybody hated on Wendy for, you know, happiness and whatever she named her ass. I don't know if her ass has a name, <laughs> but you know, Dr. Osefo's booty and her titties are very much under the microscope by the other ladies and they're kind of mm-hmm. judging her for acting you know quote different than last season and now we have this past week where Candace uh you know said some really not so polite things to Ashley at the dinner mm-hmm. table for Robin's birthday and we also not to leave out of the mix just because she's a fan favorite and she's a favorite of ours. Karen, I mean, okay. Did I laugh when she said Giselle and her fat vagina? Yes, I did. I I think that we all left and I'll say why. I don't think that it was because of what was said. I think it was because of the surprise of what she said. I don't think anyone ever anticipates, yes, what Karen is going to say. And it's hilarious. (laughs) Like the way that she was just sitting in her confessional and she was like, and Giselle with her fat vagina. And I was like, fat vagina. And it reminds me like what she says in that whole, like her whole, I guess, you know, demeanor or whatever, what she says, her personality reminds me of Simon Cowell and what he used to say on American Idol and things like that. Like the things he would come up with is just funny. That's kind of a, that's a great comparison because really they both are sweet, Mm -hmm. but salty. They're human sour patch kids, you know, sweet on the outside (laughs) or sour on the outside, sweet on the inside. Like there's, there's a good combo of both going on, but it just seems like this season, instead of throwing now, like if you make fun of somebody's fashion, like that's a choice. You weren't born wearing ugly ass clothes, like Giselle's fashion. We're going to drag that until it's into the ground, buried and done with, but Mm -hmm. make fun of you know, saying like Ashley has a wide back or Giselle has a fat vagina or even well, this whole thing with the fat vagina thing is kind of a gray area too, because like in rap songs, they favor that. That's true, actually. So so I wouldn't have taken it if I was Giselle, 
I wouldn't have taken it as a bad thing. There's even an episode of Dave where um, Doja Cat is on it and they are, they're joking around, they're flirting on a dating app and she talks about getting married in her fat pussy. Like it's, it could be a positive thing. Zell could have spun that. You're right. She could have spun that into like, yeah, me and my fat pussy are doing (laughs) like what about it? Um, yeah, she could have, or thrown the shade back and said like, you're dried up pussy because, you know, there's the around, you know, older women not being, you know, like wops or whatever, (laughs) but it was, (laughs) I don't know. It just seems to be kind of a stale subject at this point. So hopefully they stop shitting on Wendy because Wendy looks great. And I hate for Wendy that she came into this season, I think, really feeling herself. She got over her postpartum after having her last baby and got her titties and her butt done. And, you know, I suspect she did a little something to her, a little filler maybe to her face. Whatever she did, she looks fantastic. And I support it. I think it's great. Um, But I just, I feel bad for her in the sense that the other women seem to be shitting on her shine, so to speak. And these Eddie rumors mm-hmm. aren't helping. So I think it kind of took her by surprise a little bit. Um, especially, you know, what happened in Williamsburg and the way Ashley really oh, yes. roll in with her titty milk, start a fire. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, bye. <laughs> See you yes. guys later. And can I just say, I think Wendy looks great. And you know, because we've talked about it, I'm not the biggest fan of Wendy and I'm just going to leave it at that. I feel very triggered by her for certain things, but I can appreciate that she got some good work done. And I can also say if she wants to show it off, that is her prerogative and no one should be able to tell her or make comments about what she does. That is her, anyone's choice. It's your own shit. Right. And she's owning it. It's not like she's, it's not like she's out here, you know, pretending like she sprouted perky tits overnight and like a big, right. You know, she's like, yes, I got this work done. She's owning it. She's happy about it. So I just wish the other one, the, the other women would kind of let her have her moment. And I understand that there are rumors about Eddie and whenever there's rumors about anybody's husband, as we've seen in previous seasons with Chris or with, Ashley Darby's husband. I mean, God, the rumors with him or, you know, Jamal, (laughs) anytime that there's a rumor, they're going to talk about it. And Mm -hmm. unpopular opinion. I feel like Ashley had good intentions when she sat down to talk to Wendy. Was her timing all the way off? Yes. I agree with everything you just said. Thank you. I really do feel because Ashley is somebody, because Ashley strikes me as an empathic person. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. She talks mad shit. I'm not saying that she doesn't. I'm not saying she's an angel, but I do like Ashley Darby and I like her mess. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that she, I think, was using that moment to be relatable to Wendy since she has gone through several cheating allegations with, you know, accompanied by photos and video footage 
like some embarrassing shit. Okay. So I, I thought that she was coming from a place of authenticity and real concern should, but her, her timing, Ashley, no, no, this was like a one-on-one out to lunch, you know, agreed type of situation where nobody else was around where no, you know, because then Wendy is surrounded by people that she's not sure who's talking shit. Uh-huh. So and they already had had that. Defense. Yeah. She's going to come in and be yeah. as defensive as she was. I would have been the same way. Well, like, especially after the dinner the me. night, especially after the dinner the night before. Uh, yeah. Where they attacked her for her body, that, showing her body. Right? And that, that made me sad too. You know, like I said, I just feel like they're shitting on her shine a lot and I wish that they would stop. But, um, you know, we hopefully. Well, Giselle is known for giving new people the hardest time ever too. That's another thing. That's true. And I, I think, why do you think she does that? Do you think maybe she feels, she threatened? feels threatened. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe. think she feels threatened as one of the OGs or she's a fan favorite, even though she's messy as hell. People love Giselle. I mean, I she's kind of one of those I roll. <laughs> she's kind of one of those people for me. I love to not love her. If she wasn't on the I'm show, I would I roll. <laughs> insert eye roll from Kai. Um, I, I just, I think, uh, I know, I, oh, I don't know. Giselle just, I wish Giselle would stay in her lane and realize that her life was an actual dumpster fire last season and maybe stop coming for other people's marriages, especially since one of her biggest gripes last season was the fact that everybody was worried about Jamal living in her phone, you know? So that mm-hmm. that whole thing i don't know the williamsburg trip was a sham i don't even know who the fuck is going to williamsburg anyway as somebody who went there on field trips as a kid i i would be like why are we going here i get that it's a pandemic and your options are limited yeah but yeah i'm thinking that they couldn't go out of state or like far they should have gone to Lake Indiana or um, you know yeah. somewhere I don't know and especially with the separate cottage like really you couldn't get a big enough house like come on that was that house lit. though was amazing can we okay, just talk about that house thing? was amazing yeah that cottage i'd have been mad as shit the person who had the best um what's it called the person who had the best attitude about it though i have to say was karen Oh, I thought, yeah, Kieran, I thought Kieran and Mia, even though Mia got to stay in the main house, the way that she handled them, being oh, like, yeah. can you move your round? Yeah. And at first it. I would have been like, in my mind, I was like, bitch, what? Right. Like, she didn't even ask. She said, I'm going to move you downstairs. That to me was rude as fuck. If she had yeah. asked then uh, you know and and Mia said yes whatever but Mia I have to say she handled that with grace because I don't know if I would have been that grateful I wouldn't have wanted to be upstairs because having Giselle and Robin separated would be annoying like if it kept that way but um like I would have let I would probably would have traded but I just thought it was rude how Robin said it agreed agreed um so 
then okay so after care or excuse me well it will we why did we start the episode with karen getting a foot rub by the way this goes under the whole like column where bath scenes between like couples on reality shows it's just, and things it's like that. So I don't want to see none of that. I, I'm none. not here. Right. This is, if you want to have do a that. cute little date, go on a walk. Like, I don't know. I don't want to see no intimate stuff that should be intimate. I don't want to see none of that. Yeah. The foot rubbing thing. That was just a couple's cute. massage would have been cute if they went somewhere and had a couple right, like professional like establishment yes, where there are other people in the room. Right. And, not- like anyway. Yeah, but you know, so while he's rubbing her feet, that's when they start talking about renewing their vows. Mm-hmm. Kai. Yeah. What in the name of industrial park bullshit was that? <sighs> that looked like Mia what summed it, it up. Like Abby Lee Miller's dance studio from Dance Moms. It looked like. Mm-hmm. It, it seriously resembles. And I was confused by having the clothing and the location. That was also great. Like, well, did you notice that all the ladies seem to have the same reaction? They're like, oh, this is the venue? Like, I liked Mia's. I thought Mia's was the best. <laughs> okay, Mia really did. Mia was like, where are we? Is this the right address? Am I in the right place? Because I don't think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm lost. And then yeah, Karen, when she pulled up, she's like, mm, this is industrial. Is that what you're saying? Industrial. <laughs> and then when she said, mm, the interior is nice. <laughs> the way she kind of like looked around and nodded like, mm, yeah. And then when she goes, oh, this is the same venue like as where she's the dress was it a store or was it was she borrowing this dress Sarah, I, don't I, don't even know. I, I don't know what that place was it was like an all-in-one it was like the target of wedding venue I, I guess like anything yeah. nuptial related it's like you can get your dress here you can get married here you can probably mm-hmm. like have your honeymoon in the back room I don't know it seemed like they had a lot of different legs going on in that business in that industrial yes. building uh, so and all those stairs. I'm sorry. Oh, the stairs. Stairs look scary. It reminds, dress, it's like yeah. when Cynthia Bailey married Peter, and she had all those stairs to walk down. I was like, oh. you're risking it all. That would terrify the crap out of me walking down yeah, no. with the dress oh, on. No. That's not happening. I'm clumsy as hell. That's not happening. Um, but but I, I loved like, Mia's spin on trying to make the outside look better. Her, oh, or when she's like, maybe we should get some runners. Maybe, yeah. we should, maybe we should get some runners. We should pretty this up a little bit. Maybe just put a tarp on the whole fucking thing because this is spruce it, honey. There's no cover it in a tent. <laughs> it was that was that had me. I was loling hard yeah his reaction to that um but since we're talking about Mia so far this season I like her I think I know that um you know and Taria from what else is going on podcast she Mm -hmm. mentioned in a comments thread that uh 
Mia's someone who know who like she knows she's being filmed. Yeah, you can tell that she's aware that she's on camera, mm-hmm. but that she still does things that you're like the fuck. Like, yes, and I like how she's honest. Her honesty. Her honesty is really. It's a breath of fresh air. I I like mm-hmm. the fact that she's like. I, although, can you just please stop with this gentleman's club that you were not wearing a gown, or stop calling it a gown? I mean, I have never been to a gentleman's club. That's the first time that I've heard of a gentleman's club that was like that. If that is, so I've heard of it, and and um, Matt has actually been to one. Oh, he commented while watching that the dresses don't stay on. It's kind of like you're eating dinner. Sorry, I thought she said that. No. She said that for certain people, I think that things would maybe, she's very vague about it and she's owning everything else. So I wish that she would just be like, yes, I was slinging titties for dollars. Like, so Mm -hmm. what, what about it? Who cares? I was maybe the certain people was more of a certain price range. Yes. So those, um, Matt was telling me that those clubs are way more they're classy establishments mm-hmm. you know they're they're good mm-hmm. good food good atmosphere and then like cities so I wonder if those are the same and I'm not trying to get off topic but I wonder if that's the same kind of uh steak restaurant that Denise and her husband were talking about when they would leave to go to the Maybe. strip club slash to get a steak yeah, because like, are you eating steak from a fucking strip club? I don't even, when I go to, because I love a strip club. When I go to the strip club, let me tell you what I'm ordering. Fries, because you can't fuck up fries. I'm not mm-hmm. getting anything. If you serve anything else, I'm not interested in it because I don't know how long it's been sitting in your freezer. My feet mm-hmm. are sticking to the floor half the time because there's been God knows how many drinks spilled on this carpet and shit, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I'm fries. I'm not ordering a steak. So you're probably right. Denise and Aaron were probably going to some bougie booby bar to, you know, get their freak on, which yeah. for them, I don't care. I'm all about doing whatever you want to do. As long as you can be honest about it, do you? Right. I just, so. that thought just popped into my head as we were talking. That's a good point though. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure somebody in the Bravo world knows what titty bar that they went to that serves great steak. <laughs> You know, yeah. and if you do and you're listening, definitely comment and let us know just in case. Because I would love yeah. to go. I'd love to go just to see. You know, just to see. Mm-hmm. But I thought that I think that Mia overall is more liked than disliked by the viewers. Yes. Yeah. And I think that it's about to get very interesting with her based yes. on the previews. Um her husband we already know he's a good time because she talked about the fact that they had a threesome and she just watched G get it on with some chick. So we already know Mm -hmm. that they live like level 10 freak life, which good for them. He's an older Mm -hmm. gentleman. If, if it's still popping, even if you need a Cialis or two, whatever, then. And that was another thing I was happy that she was honest about, because I'm sure that she's not the only one who has 
a significant other or a sexual partner who needs to pop that. Accurate. Because if you need help, it's available to yeah. you. Just get some help. If your right. dick is broke, there's a pill to fix it. <laughs> right, right. And at least you have that option. Thank you. Thank Instead you. of just nothing. nothing. I mean, and if you are on Cialis, be like, yeah, what about it? Like my dick is hard as hell now for like four hours <laughs> straight. And I'm not mad. Like, <laughs> no, like I can go for hours. What about you two punk chunk? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would flex. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't have a dick, so I can't really say for sure, but I feel like if I was in that situation, I would flex on it. Like if you take the stigma away, it's nothing but another, you know, supplement, so to speak, just with a prescription. True. So uh, let's move on to last night, Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. First of all, <laughs> which is such a, it's I'm such like, a weird, where do we even begin so there's hard. so much it's true whenever whenever the topic gets brought off you are brought up you know like even off air when you and I are just having casual conversation um we don't like we are scared we stutter Kai and I stutter every time we talk about this shit every time yeah we don't first know of all start. can I just say I'm so appreciative that they actually have stuff going on unlike New York this year. You want to know it's funny? I didn't even think to discuss New York with you because that Oh, we're not going to. Like there's not a there's not a reason. All I have to say about New York is that I love Ebony and Ebony. you know how I feel about how they need a cast refresh, which they do. Cast refresh. refresh. And I wish they would get on that. But um, other than that, there's nothing really to say. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm glad allegedly the reunion is supposed to film September 23rd. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. And that too. Yay. Praise. I just don't want any And like, this is why we're just kind of glazing over it. Everyone is because it's kind of a non-topic. The only thing that Kai and I have to say is we love, we love Love, 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 Ebony K. Williams. Yes. Um, and I wish, I honestly, I wish I knew her in person because I feel like I'd be like, I would love. She would to totally know. kick it with us and have a good time, yeah. and it wouldn't even be a thing. Yes, and I love Virgos. You're a Virgo. I love my Virgo. Oh, well, and she was also Ella. on. Did you hear her on Taria's podcast on what else is going on? Yes, I listened to it. Yes. I, love, I love Taria, by the way. Yes, hey Taria. <laughs> I had to give her a shout out. Exactly. We love her. Um, so it, I don't know. New York is just kind of a like it sucks yeah. because Ebony is the MVP, I feel like. Um, yeah. but the rest of the cast I don't like how people are attacking her, and that's all I'm gonna say. I don't that. either. And I feel bad for her because it was during a pandemic. It's her first season. Her first season. You know, we're in a she, pandemic. Yeah. Her it's fiance broke awesome. up with her or boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Also, there are so many racially charged things that are happening during a pandemic. And again, it's her first season. Introduction to Roni. So 
I just, I feel bad for her on that, but I love, love, love her. Love her. We love her and we hope that she is back next season. Yes. If she's not and singer stays, miss me. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it. I I can't do it again. I can't. She stresses me out in ways that are unnatural and unhealthy. Again, we've talked about this. I think that certain people should stay and I think certain people should leave. Two mainly should leave and Singer is one of them. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it for her. Uh, Ramona Singer and Luann Deliceps can kindly. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, We've had enough. Bye. Like, it was like it was I real. Luann's fine. Like I wish her the best. Yeah, and I don't know. She's no hate. Of. Yeah, yeah, she's a little problematic. I, you yeah, know, she's well, problematic. She could be a friend of like if she popped in here and there, like she has before in other seasons. Okay, but it's time to refresh this joint. Yeah, like other I don't understand. Yeah. Other casts are refreshed a lot more than this. I I don't I don't understand what the deal is. I think it's because Ramona is such a lap dog for Andy. Well, also, I guess you said that she's the one who brings the ratings. Well, contrary to that this year, you could say you could deduct the opposite. I want to know who took that this home. year. She lost some ratings. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, who took that? They didn't ask us. I don't remember being Thank asked. You. I just remember being Thank like, no, it's a no for me on Ramona Singer. Like today, yeah. moving forward, I'm all done with it. Past it, you know, the first few seasons, her antics were kind of tolerable to a degree. I mean, she's never been a favorite for me, but nope. she was at least, I feel like she read the room better back then. And right now she needs some glasses because she can't read shit. Mm-hmm. Like she's not reading anything and she doesn't even seem interested in it. So we're moving on. Yes, but and yes, back so- to the delusion that is that should okay this is this is this is just very delusional to me Kyle came out of fucking nowhere with throwing something out under the bus did you see that coming no I did not and honestly I was disappointed as you know that we share a sign because her birthday is two days after mine. So being a Capricorn, I was like, what is this bitch doing? And I like her, but what are you doing? Right. Like she said, now granted, she wasn't as clear in what she was saying as Sutton was when they were, you know, in Sutton's backyard having, and Mm -hmm. Sutton declaratively said, I'm going to say, I'm not. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad that you brought this up because this whole scene pissed me off. She wanted to talk about it. The first thing she said to Erica when they, when she sat down was that she would like to talk to her. Erica said, no, that's where that should have ended. I felt like everyone else at the table, mainly Kyle, mainly Kyle, because not everyone else, because Kathy was not here for that. Dorit was on her own, you know, uh, uh, what's it called? She was on her own thing, like doing her own thing, her own objective. Yeah. Um, and then Garcelle and other people were sitting there. So let's just say Kyle. Kyle, I feel like created that whole 
it turned it into something that it should not have been because of how pushy she was about it. Erica said she didn't want to talk about it. Sutton was like, okay. Erica said, I don't care about your opinion. Sutton was like, okay. And I thought that it was going to end there. And then from there, it went all the way left because a certain someone, Kyle, interjected herself and pushed the conversation. And she should not have. No, she shouldn't have. And she stayed quiet every other time. I think she was like, ooh, I probably need to like do something to keep viewers interested and I think it completely did the opposite in my opinion but she I Giorgio and I talked about this in our episode from Monday um she deserves like a production credit at this point because she really does the most legwork with Mm -hmm. she and Rena do the most legwork with keeping shit going on the show it's either Rena stirring the pot or Kyle being just doing the most with whatever she's saying or whoever she's well this season I feel like it was more Rena and Dorit two-faced Dorit can I add that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and not knowing her facts with Garcelle can I add that Yes, you can, because we don't appreciate anybody coming for Garcelle. And I'm not a Dorit stan. I enjoy Dorit. Just, she's enjoyable. She's kind of, like, she can Mm. be funny. Her fashion gives me life. It inspires me to consider dressing up. And then I realize how comfortable my joggers and my tank tops are. And I'm like, no, that's okay. But I like her fashion. I dislike her fake accent. I think I've just grown to not even acknowledge it anymore, except for when uh-huh. she and Marcel started going at it. I noticed very it changed. It, oh my God. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, Connecticut, what's up? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. It's been since like, you've been across the pond. Didn't know. It was like, you know how, like when girls are about to fight, they take their earrings off. It was like yeah. that. She took those earrings <laughs> off for that conversation. She said, hold my accent real quick. Hold this. Yeah. Take this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the the episode started out. It was another to be continued from Bravo, which stop. They're killing me with that. Thank you. My soul is yeah. tired. I'm tired. Yeah, like once or twice, once or twice, maybe once per franchise a season, but once or twice, like really. It's been it's every, been every single franchise multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. And it's always, yes. And it's always in the like crux, the climax of what's going on. They're like, to be continued. I'm like, I can't live another seven days. Now this, no. I'm going to watch this episode 46 times. And then I'm going to talk you. about it with, you know, so I mean, which is great for, you know, podcasting, but at the same time, it's not great for my blood pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. So it starts out with Erica and Sutton still going at it. Mm -hmm. When Erica said, so we've all, so Sutton's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. I live for a Virgo Mm -hmm. and Sutton's, Mm -hmm. I was wondering when Sutton's Virgo was going to show up. Because the first couple of episodes, she was very just, she was kind of a mute Virgo, which is, you know, not uncommon, but um, 
the last few episodes, she's really been showing her detective skills, her tenacity, you know, in finding the truth about whatever the situation is. And I feel like she missed her opportunity to go a little extra and be her most Virgo self last night, because Mm -hmm. when Erica said to her, you know, do you want to get sued? Sutton should have turned him in like, bitch with what money? Go ahead. True. Go on and file your little lawsuit. I don't know where you're getting your coins from, but go on and file your little lawsuit against me for only repeating shit that you told me. Okay. And then also, aren't you under a literal federal microscope at the moment? You really think it's wise for you to flex your ability to sue people while you're being sued for $25 million? And it consider it shows how much of a bully Erica is because it that was a threat. I don't care how it you want to say it. Don't pro- when she was like promise when someone says it's a promise in any other movie, like when when Liam Neeson was in Taken and he's like the guy said good luck. That is a threat. <laughs> that is like come get this smoke. Hi, it is not say it louder, please. Because thank you. That's like when somebody instead of daring somebody, that's a double dare to say it's a promise. Yes, that's a yes. double dare. It's it's bitch. Go like I dare you to fucking do this. It is totally yes. a threat. It's not and. That, okay, not that I like threaten my. Okay, I do. We all parents threaten their kids. Okay, but. When I tell my kids, I'm like, you can bet on it. That means I'm yeah. not playing around. I'm like, bet on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. giving you some wild pretend punishment that all parents do. They're like, I'm going to take away. You've heard me. Right. I'm going to take away X, Y, and Z, your Xbox, your cell phone, whatever it is. And then I don't end up doing it because I don't feel like dealing with it my damn self because that means I'm on punishment (laughs) too then so Uh but it's one of those situations where when you say I promise that's a double threat that is a I will yes or like and what are you gonna like the black what are you gonna do thank you but I was gonna say like the black version of that is I wish someone would I mean (laughs) Kanye made a whole song with DJ Khaled talking about I wish you would like that is a threat it is it's I would take it as a threat if I was Sutton and then Mm -hmm. I think where Sutton totally lost her hand and I don't begrudge her for doing it but I think where she lost her hand is when she got up and left the table because she gave Erica everything Erica was looking for because all Erica wanted to do was shut her down 100%. And she won. Mm. She got exactly what she wanted. She shut it down. Sutton left. It was a non, it was a non issue for Erica anymore because Sutton, right. she knows Sutton. She looked old. happy. She looked happy when it happened. Like, that's what she was going for. She had the most, just like that face where you're like, oh, just annoyed. And even Garcelle, yeah. when Garcelle was like, I don't like the way you're looking at me right now. Uh-huh. That, Garcelle was, oof, I'm sorry. That whole scene pissed me off. But Garcelle missed a key opportunity last night, in my opinion, to take Erica down a little bit. 
And I don't think she did it intentionally or because she's a coward or anything like that. It's easy for us as viewers at home to be like, she should have said this because in hindsight's 2020 in the moment, I always, that always happens to me. Cause like I'm saying, well, even if in personal situations, I'm talking about something, something, something. And then later I'm going through this in my head and I'm like, and blah, blah, blah. When you're in the shower watching your moment. Like your emotions kind of like cloud the um, logic and not even like I could be logical. Like I'm not even saying like I'm being illogical, but like it clouds you and you can't, sometimes you can't like think that like of everything clearly like you can afterward. So I'm wondering if it's one of those things with Sutton and Garcelle, but anyways, continue. Well, and also Garcelle's already been accused of being a bully, which is a really harsh word. And Um, why is no one accusing Erica of being a bully? She's the biggest bully of the entire franchise for Beverly Hills. Because they're all fucking afraid of her. That's well, why. someone needs to call her out because she's the one who's the bully, not showing that she's mad at the person who caused this, which is Tom Girardi, mm-hmm. in her statement, and then gets mad at people asking questions about an article that was written in the LA Times. And all of their names were in it, too. I and believe. not only just questions believe. about that, but questions about what you said conflicting with stuff that was mentioned in said article yeah it like you're mad at them about asking this is a public like it wasn't like people went and found some dirt on a blog yeah okay that wasn't really out there this was the la times a a credible and very reliable news publication Thank you. You can't get mad at your friends. And if she doesn't want to answer questions, it would be better for her to say, you know, this is an ongoing thing. I've been instructed that I can't talk about it. Right. Like if there are certain questions. Right. But the narcissist, I think the narcissist in her likes in a sick way, she kind of likes the cat and mouse game. And she's also, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, I've said it before, I still think she's trying to confuse everybody who's watching that way. When this goes to trial, a jury could easily be like reasonable doubt. Sorry. Like we cannot come to a unanimous decision because too many of these, too many people, like too many people know about it. It's really hard because a lot of people have tuned in that weren't originally watching. So, but yeah. Circling back to the Garcelle thing, I think where Garcelle missed a really good opportunity to kind of take Erica down is when Erica was reiterating, you know, you don't call me a liar, like that shit. I feel like I wish Garcelle would have thought in the moment, I'm sure she did one of the hindsight, kick yourself in the ass, I should have said this things, but I feel like Garcelle should have been like, excuse me, ma'am. But you told me at your house that you were not aware of other women being involved in, you know, the demise of your marriage. Like that, that, that uh-huh. infidelity wasn't a huge contributing factor to the, you know, the right. end of your marriage. And then fast and then forward like a few days. Days later, we're finding out that he's fucking Justice Bigelow and you know, doing all this sort of stuff. Um, it, it was just very, 
I don't know. I I wish that Garcelle had been a little quicker yeah. to say that to her because I would have loved to see Erica freeze because I think she would have totally frozen. And what Garcelle's- she would have done to talk out talk herself out of it. Yeah, because how do you talk yourself out of it? Because that is a that is a perfect square of a lie. Mm-hmm. You know, she, there's no saying I didn't lie there because yes, the fuck you did. If you told, she told them in La Quinta that she saw text messages on Tom's phone dating years back. Yeah. Well, she also said that, you know, he had an accident and fell down what kind of cliff or some shit and then um, was missing for 12 hours, but only hurt his ankle. <laughs> and there was no report of any of that. But the okay. police are and like, then, girl, where did this happen? And it was behind their house. Right. And the I think that like, people, you- aerial views that they went and found proved yeah. that wrong. But Zillow whatever. came through and showed us yeah. there was not a cliff to be seen. Did you mean curb? I think you. you meant curb. I think Tom fell off the curb. And hurt his I ankle. think that she might have not followed the um, the layout of what he told her. <laughs> what him and his lawyer told her. Yeah, about. that that was her lawyers have to be sitting at home, just baffled by the shit that's coming out of her mouth. But while the um, FBI is taking notes, <laughs> or my personal FBI agent, holler if you need help. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I wish she had spoken up and sticking to Garcelle real quick. That Rena Garcelle moment. Like I kind of lost some sleep over that because I'm a Rena Stan. I was I was fucking floored watching it last night, honestly. When when Lisa was in her confessional and she said you know thank you you know what do you want like I'm not going to fight your fights for you or whatever whatever verbiage she used of that degree I was just like and then she was like bitch are you kidding me she said something like that yeah, she said bitch please she was like you yeah that's what she said fights, like bitch please and I was kind of just like Rena. Like Garcelle just got done saying, you are quick to stick your nose in everyone, everybody else's shit prior yeah. to this. And I still think that Rena did, and she said it on Watch What Happens Live herself, that she's experienced growth and she's learning better. And I do think she is being better this season about all of just her friendships in general, the way that she is receiving Garcelle and her criticisms is better than I think she would have received it like three seasons ago. I think that she would have been a little more trigger happy to clap back or start more shit with her. So I think that she has grown, but I just really, what the fuck was she talking about? Thank you. And honestly, at this point, and it would have been earlier for me because, you know, I'm quick with those scissors. But like for me, Garcelle needs to be like, I see you for what you are. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. I see you for what you are. We can be cordial. 
Yeah. I think she said something like that to her earlier. Like, but like, I don't even see the point of these conversations. I would be like, don't come to my house. <laughs> like, Kai, I'll see you at whatever events we have to be at together because we are contractual, uh, contractually obligated to I do mean, so, contractually obligated to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Otherwise, bye. I, I still feel, I feel like uh, Rina was. Okay, and Rena's done it a few times this season. And I mean, honestly, she does it a few times. She does it more in previous seasons. So, and this is me being a stan, but this is also me admitting she was all the way wrong for what she said to Garcelle. Who the fuck says thank you to your face? And then, sorry about the dogs. And then minutes later says, or minutes later sends a text message saying thank you again thank you and who's mad about that now i would be mad if there was never a thank you or an acknowledgement for you know rena hosted the birthday party for garcelle Uh at her home and Uh harry hamlin cooked bolognese and Garcelle loved bolognese. it. Bolognese. Something about Harry Hamlin and the word bolognese turns me off. I don't know. Harry Hamlin's fucking sexy. I just love the Italian language and Italian food. Like I literally Italian Italy just <laughs> I'm in awe. I really want to try an Italian stallion, but whatever. I mean, listen, guys, Kaya's sexy as fuck. So I mean, just <laughs> but what upset me was (laughs) you're welcome uh what upset me was how she gaslit garcelle in her own house thank you see i already told you if it was me that conversation would have never taken place i would already be done (laughs) this whole time i'm like garcelle why are you putting yourself through this (laughs) well and then also what I found kind of strange when Rena was in her confessional and she was like, I've heard the jabs. Well, of course you fucking have because every jab that Garcelle takes, she takes to your face. So all you bitches yeah. heard the jabs. It's not like Garcelle mm-hmm. is running around town talking shit about Dorit and throwing Dorit under the bus in private. No, she's throwing no, jabs. No, she's a realist. Yeah, hello. She's so a realist. She, she keeps it 100 She's not mm-hmm. here for bullshit. I enjoy, mm-hmm. I enjoyed her being just like spot on in her confessional about it. And I understand yep. that she didn't even want to go toe to toe with Rena. Uh, and it's not even because there was like a winner or a loser type situation. It was just like, this is not even worth my fucking time because she's not yep. going to listen to me. Like she's already proven to her that she's not going to listen. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a moot point, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Dorit, PK uh, last night. I I do have to give PK his props, yo. Okay. <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed his commentary. Every second of night. what he said when he was like legs in the air with stockings on. It's not a good look. I was like, keep saying what every single viewer at home is thinking. Because every Thank time you. I refresh. And 
I was going to say, every time I refresh my Instagram feed and I see that she has a new post, I can already expect, and that, you know, if you want to show your titties and your ass on your Instagram page, good for you. If you're feeling Mm -hmm. yourself, post a pic. However, Mm -hmm. if you are accused of stealing money from widows and orphans and being a whole ass fraudulent person, maybe cool it with the tits and ass on the gram. Just tone it down. Yeah. Well, I had a question about that because when they were talking about this, my understanding from last year. Did you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, it cut out for a second. So oh. you said your understanding. My understanding was the savage or the brand of the lingerie was savage, was it not? Correct. But she hadn't been fired and then let go. Excuse me. Okay. That was the question that I had because I thought that Rihanna was like, after everything came out, Rihanna was like, "Mm, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you know, Rihanna Fenty, she's like, look, I'm a fucking billionaire. I don't need to be attached. Thank you. Of your weird lawsuits and at that point she was still trying to get to that mark so of course she's like I'm not gonna let nobody stop me from reaching billionaire status okay I just wanted I was confused no I guess maybe that's why they didn't mention what brand it was they just said the lingerie brand I think and I could be mistaken but I'm pretty sure that Erica got let go from her contract with Fenty it was like May or like April, sometime around there. I feel like it was oh. like springtime. And I think that this was filmed like January. Before. Yeah. So I okay. think it was before okay. she was let go from her contract, which, you know, I understand. Okay. I was I'm just shaming. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not shaming. If Erica was not embroiled in this wild ass, you know, Mm-hmm. fever dream of a lawsuit then I would say post your tits post your like for 50 we can all admit she looks oh like, yeah I mean she looks yeah. great so yeah, I think she looked good when she got added to the campaign I was like happy about it because you know Same. we both loved Erica Jane before this okay. her especially her fashions and we really like Mikey oh, but poor Mikey. I mean that's what has been sad for us yeah poor Mikey we do yeah. feel bad but so we'll get someone else someone else will hire him she still has glam you know she does because you can tell when she uses glam because she's still well, we thought in the episode last night exactly. we thought when she was getting ready to go to um uh, uh Garcelle's house yeah so and I'm sure the feds saw that going too well, production does not, I was going to say the producer, like when they zoomed in on that diamond cap brooch that she had on uh, Crystal's house, uh, I was like, man, production is shady as hell. They don't miss a mark. They're like, look, <laughs> we're going to make sure we capture all of your whole outfit head to toe on camera. Um, but PK, do you think really- that maybe they were also asked oh, to do I'm, some due diligence? Well, I don't know. I would be willing to, I mean, if I had to guess, my money would be on yes. I think that they knew 
hundred percent like that they were being tasked with keeping tabs on where the dollar bills were going. Um, Just on certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, the dinner at Garcelle's, I love, oh my God, how pretty were those orchids? Uh, beautiful. And I love the shade that this, that Kyle gave Tori when she asked about the flowers. Was like, that was right. One of my favorite parts of those flowers. <laughs> I'm like, who doesn't know that that's a fucking organ? Thank you. I kill every plant I buy. It's not intentional, but you know me. I am a, the fucking worst plant mom ever. I killed <laughs> cactus, everyone. I did the unimaginable. I killed a cactus somehow. Um, it was, and I didn't believe her at first, but that joint, she sent me a picture. I died. She <laughs> <laughs> <shit> was so dead. <laughs> so dead so I am not a plant mom and even my ass was like bitch that's an orchid <laughs> yeah thank you this is not is this a Haitian flower I'm like Dorit shut up just shut up oh, and they God. probably I mean they grow in tropical places they have them in Miami growing wild and stuff like that yeah. it's probably a chance that they have some in Haiti but it was just I'm a sure flower. but it's not like yeah. a, a unique flower to the country no like they sell them at Home Depot. Like you can go get an orchid like right now. For like uh-huh. Um, but so I did I liked the fact also, you know, going back to Garcelle's dinner, because I don't want to make this all about Erica Jane and her bullshit. No. Um, I liked that Rena was open to trying the food, even though she doesn't eat fish and you know that she was appreciative of it and that they were all being very vocal about you know the like thanking the you know the chef for a lovely meal and thanking Garcelle for opening them up to Haitian culture and Garcelle's Mm -hmm. look was everything oh my gosh girl she came down the stairs I was like yes yes like yes so Asian goddess in full effect goddess. she was channeling yes. her coming to america like i know that's a separate and country you know, right yeah i'm just saying and like you know how i feel about caribbean and ge- the caribbean in general i she, love the culture i love she looked as it. young as she did when she was in coming to america last night she not yeah she, she did old but she no. looked fantastic she was she was on fire last night. Honestly, I like, yeah. I liked, well, I don't know what Dorit was doing last night. Actually, that was a fashion miss for me. That like, I liked Seven's dress. I liked, I liked the, the it was better than her other dresses. I mean, cause Sutton's Yeah, sometimes of- she has, here and there, she has something that I'm like, yes, that's nice. And it's last night was one of the there. times where I thought that. Huh? I said it's more of a there for me because- her fashion, like when she wore that pink vest with the question mark on the back. The, the blouse with the black bow. Like, let's just, there's a whole there, list. There, she, but she's kind of like the Giselle of the West Coast. They're both Virgos. Their fashion if is. If Giselle wore couture. It, real couture. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, let's not get confused. We can take a deep dive into um that Chanel cardigan there yeah that's a whole other episode 
but um, I, I liked that they ended that way. What I didn't like so much was I think like I when Giorgio and I um, were talking uh, from Monday's episode, I think that Erica was feeling Sutton out when she took Sutton to the spa. I think that when she went to Crystal's house for dinner, I think she was trying well, to feel- arrange that for her because she was getting divorced and she felt bad. The spa. But I, I still think that Erica agreed to it just because she's still oh, okay. Because she's very calculated. She knows what she's doing. She's not a dumbass. Like mm-hmm. she's she's considerate with well, her. she she but, wants to play a dumbass right now. Exactly. And like Bethany Frankel said, you can't play smart and stupid at the same time. You gotta pick. Yep. And and Sutton said that in a confessional too. She sure did. But so uh you know Last night's fashion for Dorit was a miss with me. Sutton's, it was a hit. Um, I, what I didn't like, though, with Crystal, I think that she took Crystal to that little boxing whatever, yeah. okay, and wove her way into Crystal's brain. Mm-hmm. And I also know, I understand that Crystal is definitely not going to be first in line to be Team Sutton given what happened between in the past. And I don't begrudge her for that because I would have some type of feeling towards somebody that I had a racially charged conversation with. If I was obviously, I would be offended by what Sutton mm-hmm. was saying because it was super fucking tone deaf. It didn't, it didn't register. Yes, but at the same time, and I am, you know, a person of color. I already forgot about that. Like I wouldn't have hold it, hold, held it against her. I think, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before. They were both right in their different ways. They were, yeah. And I, what really bothered me about Sutton in that whole situation was that she was trying to make Crystal feel a certain way. And to me, you can't make someone feel the way you feel about anything. Exactly. But so that would trump that whole thing for me. That's what I meant by that. So like for me with Crystal, like that would have been my, if I was Crystal, that would have been my opinion about it. Like that's, that would have influenced my emotions going forward with, towards Sutton. I agree. I think, I think she still harbors some. Oh yeah, for sure. But I was saying that would be my main influence over anything else for me. That would have been. So um, I just, I don't know, with Crystal last night, I felt that she was a little too team Erica for my liking. And again, I'm a viewer at home. I'm not saying I just like Crystal, but I just didn't really necessarily like. Oh, I agree with you, especially with what she said at Kathy's table when after Sutton, when oh, Sutton was the leaving. Me too thing, like Rob said people me too and they're still in this film. Oh, no, not just that. Um, when she said she agreed with Erica about what she said about her being a liar. Oh, that's, oh, oh, because she did. You're right. She did. Didn't she say she would threaten her too? You're she right. She felt the same way. I forgot. I forgot about that. 
but she didn't say it like a threat. She said it more like, okay, if that's how you feel that way. And if Erica had said that, if you feel like you've already feel like I'm a liar, so there's no changing it. Like, I agree with that sentiment of it, but the threat part outweighed anything. She said it like threat. The threat, it was definitely a threat. We all know. So that's where I was kind of annoyed with Crystal because while I agreed with the sentiment, I felt like Crystal was supporting her in that moment. And then I was like, "Mm, it's because of the issues with Sutton before. Agreed. And I don't, I don't think that there's going to be a long-standing drama between them because they've both been on, you know, watch what happens live and they exchange on social media and they've cleared up, you know, like both of them said they wish they could go back and do things differently. So I think Mm -hmm. that whatever fences needed mending have definitely been mended Mm -hmm. by now. But I could see how you were saying, I felt like she was a little bit more team Erica too. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I'm not one of those people who wants, I'm not like the creepy attorney, like who wants to take Erica Jane down. I don't want to take anybody down, but if you are responsible for any of this shit going on, sorry, you gotta, you gotta pay your dues. You gotta like literally and figuratively, you know, if you need to go to jail for a hot minute, then that's what you need to do. If you're found guilty, you know, if it comes to that, which I don't think she'll do jail time. I don't think so either. I think she's going to have to pay those victims. I think she's going to have to pay the victims. I think she's going And she should, rightly so, yes. Oh, yeah, the victims. And it's like PK said, $100,000 would change those people's lives forever. You know, a lot of the people that were affected by Tom's- Except for the one, the burn victim. Yeah. He needs to get what he was owed, and it was millions, I It was millions, and I- and that was the that uh, that was just such a slimy story altogether especially because it was her friend who recommended her to even use Tom Girardi as their personal injury attorney so I mean imagine the friend and then the friend wound up becoming a victim too with her son yeah and And I think she worked there at the time right so I mean I'm sure the friend feels guilty as hell but you know, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, Sunday, we have Potomac coming back up, which, you know, obviously looks very, you know, it looks exciting. I saw, I, I, I don't know oh, if yeah. it's going to be this weekend that someone throws lettuce, but I live for a Bravo food fight. I really do. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. When somebody throws food, I'm like, yes. Like when Leah threw the ravioli at Sonia and Ramona. <laughs> live for it because it's I mean it's such a childish thing to do that you can't help but laugh you're like did you just throw a fucking ravioli at me like if you were in that situation though would you get mad bitch she like was wearing white. She was wearing white and that was a pesto ravioli you're goddamn right I'd be mad I'm like you better pay because I feel like I would have flown over the table <laughs> <laughs> I think that they were so in shock they didn't because you saw the look on their faces. She had a ravioli in her hair, and Leah was like out. And Ramona and Sonia just deer in headlights, ravi pesto, a mess. But so we're looking forward to Potomac, obviously. Um, but we are looking so forward to Salt Lake City. 
Um, oh yes. Oh yes. That that trailer, yo. That trailer. That trailer gave me everything I needed to get through this. Where she was shot, arrested. Yes. That was okay. Just before, like while we wrap up. Best tagline, worst. Who has the best tagline in your opinion? And who has the worst? Worst Mary. Mary, you think Mary's is the best? <laughs> she said. No, I think she was the worst. Oh, you think she was the worst? And you know why? It's because I am a person who is Christian. You are? And I would never use Jesus to threaten someone else, especially because you can't. Like, I feel like that is not a good idea. <laughs> and Jesus would never respond to someone like you would. So it's like, block them. Wrong. Be like, I'm not getting in yeah. this mess. Like, and I don't know. And then well. best. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Who do you think was the best? Surprisingly. Okay. And don't hate me for this, but this is just my prediction. Yes, I live. How did I know? (laughs) I feel like I'm with Meredith for the best. Meredith is actually my worst. Really? Yeah. I thought it was kind of like. I liked Whitney's. Whitney's was cute. I really thought Whitney's was cute. I mean, everything Um, is cute. Like, she's so cute. I love her. Her and Heather, um, my two favorites. I love Heather, but I see Heather being edited and also you know you have to take accountability for your actions it's not all editing she's going to be the villain this season I think okay I just I guess I'll prepare myself for Shaw Jen oh she is yeah she's still yes yes oh I thought she was neutral after everything that Jen Shaw has done what is it with her I would have been been done with her. Mm. I mean, I would have been 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 done with her after that. As soon as someone time. plays the victim all the time and cannot take accountability, bye. bye. I can't. You know how I feel about that. And she was the one who raised her hand. Like, who doesn't trust Heather? Jen raised her yeah. hand. Yeah. No, everything. Jen Shaw treats Heather like shit, honestly. Yeah. In the realm of friendship, she treats her like shit. And I don't that's why I'm saying I don't understand why Heather's still. Okay. I don't I don't know, but I my prediction, I think Heather gets portrayed as a villain more this season. I think mm-hmm. that I'm going to enjoy Lisa Barlow more. Because you know I think I'm, I'm going like, to enjoy the heck out of Meredith. Oh, I'm gonna live for Meredith because Meredith keeps that one fun. line about who are you calling a fry a fraud, honey? Love you, babe. Or love you, baby. Like, <laughs> good night, whatever she said. Yeah, and slammed the door. I was like, that gave me, like, I have goosebumps right now talking about it because it was so. Like, there are certain franchises that have lines that will live in <laughs> infamy. So, the first one for me was, um, Did you learn that in jail? Yeah. Oh my gosh, lived for it. And then the second one, there was one, another one recently. I think it was on. Was on Potomac or Beverly? Oh, no, Beverly Hills when Sutton said, don't blame me for that. And Erica was like, blame me for, for uh, start." she said starting something. And she was like, no, for your problems. problems. 
is. Don't take out your pro. Don't take out your problem, or don't take it out on me. Take out what you, whatever you're saying. No, your problems. Oh, Buttons had a couple good quotes this season. It's like when Erica was like, "Or what?" And Sutton was like, "Or nothing." Like yeah. nothing, bitch. Like, are we? What are we gonna fight? behind the house after what are we doing we're 50 year old women we're not taking off our lubitons to beat each other's asses it's not a thing thank you at least i don't think it's a thing for sutton she doesn't strike me as that type but we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens um and you'll definitely be back on to continue the conversation so thank you so much for coming today and chatting with me about Beverly Hills, Potomac, Salt Lake City, all the drama. And um, we'll have you back on soon, Kai. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye, guys.